Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ridgeview Church. My name is Alex Barrett, and I'm the lead pastor. And I uh, hope you all had a great Christmas. I know Christmas looked different for all of us uh, this year, but I hope you were able to take the time to uh, celebrate uh, with those loved ones near and, and also to connect with those even far. And then also, I, I hope that you had some time to even just thank God uh, for the provision of sending His Son, uh, Jesus Christ. We've had a great uh, Christmas season here as a church, also uh, even as our own family. Uh, but now now Christmas is over and we sit on this 27th day of December. Uh, it's now time to kind of look back at this year and, and gear up uh, for the new year. And so we're starting a new series today and next week called Setting the Tone. The idea of setting the tone is what do we need to focus on and what are the things that we need to do to get us ready uh, for 2021? Uh, 2020 was a year that none of us really saw coming. Uh, it had challenges that I don't think any of us had ever really faced before. But it's important before you face even the things you don't know are going to happen, you, you have to kind of get in the right mindset and the, the right perspective. And so what I want to do today is focus on looking back. How do we look back at this past year, uh, certainly in, in gratitude of, of the way God's helped us? How do we look back and also kind of glean the things that we've learned because as you reflect and as you take time to do that, you actually can gear yourself up to prepare for, for what is next. And so it's very healthy. It's, it's important to take that moment, you know, as the year is ending to look back. And then next year or next week, sorry, which will be next year, uh, we're going to look forward. What are things that we need to do to really gear up for the adventure that we continue on as we seek the Lord? And so let's look back today together. And I want to start by something that I actually talked about one year ago on December 29th of 2019. I was going through a series called Kairos. And Kairos is really the biblical definition of time. Uh, that comes from a word uh, that describes a lot of the times how, how God tells time. We, we tend to tell time uh, kind of like chronological. So chronos is our main definition of time, like minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, month by month, year by year. But God tells time differently. He tells time not based on chronos or chronological time, but more on kairos, this, this time based on opportunity. And so I want to take a time to describe what was our kairos of this past year? What was the opportunities? And so kairos, here's the definition, is a due measure, a season, a time, a period, possessed of certain characteristics. So when you look at Kairos, like our Kairos for 2020, are what are the opportunities that we had that had certain characteristics for us to learn? What were the things that happened that gave us opportunity to trust God in new ways? It's kind of a crazy question as you think of it, because we look back on 2020, you think, how could you even count all the ways that specific things happened when we had new opportunity to trust God? But that's at the heart of Kairos, opportunity. Time is told by opportunity to opportunity. Kronos is this, it denotes a space of time, whether long or short. Again, it's kind of like you look at your, you look at your watch and you're saying, what's, what's the time? Well, right now it's that time and you kind of base your life or reality on, well, I got to get to here or I got to eat breakfast, I got to have lunch. So it's that specific measure of time. And so what we're going to do is just take some time and look at what was our kairos and opportunities uh, as a church. And then here's a, here's a diagram. You'll see a little picture of, of a clock. You know, in each one of those, we're all familiar with that. that. That denotes the minutes and the hours. 
And that's how we tell time. It's a circle. It's predictable. Now, Kairos, look at that picture. You have time, you have chronological time, but then you have those, those red spots, which mean there's a mark. There's this opportunity. There's something that happens where we now have a choice to make. We now have to decide, okay, something has happened that I need to respond to. Something has happened that I need to read and understand. And that's certainly what happens in life. We have Kairos all the time, opportunities that are thrown at us. In church life, we have Kairos all the time where we have to decide. Uh, somebody has a need, how do we respond? Somebody is in need of prayer, what, what do we do and how does that impact uh, our day? There's an opportunity to choose faith. There's an opportunity to renounce fear. All those are represented uh, in the Kairos of time, the opportunities that we face ourselves. And so what I want to do is just recap the Kairos that I presented to the church last year on December 29th. And as I do this, kind of note how fascinating this is, especially considering this was about three months before uh, the pandemic hit and really reality changed uh, for all of us. And so let's walk through this. What opportunities did we have this past year? Certainly as an individual, as a family, but then also as a church. So here was Ridgeview's Kairos, our opportunities from 2020. Number one, let's be bold as we team together. And I came up with a statement for each of these, but let's be bold and team together. The idea is we want to be in a position where we're choosing boldness to really take advantage of the opportunities that God gives us. And as a new church, one of the key opportunities is for us to always team together. That's actually one of our values. And there's a statement that we had, and it's that we are cohesive and we refuse isolation. Isn't that very interesting when you look? What was the first opportunity we had? Well, we really want to be bold and we want to team. In fact, we want to refuse isolation. Isn't that crazy when you look at 2020, how isolation is one of the main factors of this year? And as a church, before anything happened, we had decided we are going to refuse that. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to blow past what needs to happen uh, for health and safety. And certainly we did that. And we'll talk a little bit about the ways that we did that. But in the same vein, we, we decided early before this happened, part of our Kairos is we are going to be a unified team. We're going to continue to team together, however that looks. Very interesting. That was one of our key opportunities this year. Number two. Let's be bold as we trust God with the unknown. Now, isn't that interesting? I had a feeling, like any year, there's unknown that we're going to have to trust God in new ways. On December 29th of 2019, I had no idea of what that meant. But as a church, we decided, like, we're going to face the unknown. Let's be bold and trust God that he will come through for us. And here's a statement that we made. We're proactive and refuse fear. So again, boldness is the theme through all this. We, we wanted to be bold as a church. In fact, as you follow Christ, we're called to be bold. That's part of our calling. We're, we're supposed to be bold in following Jesus. But notice, boldness is this theme. And then the two things. First was we, we really want to refuse isolation. Again, major part of 2020. What's the second thing we wanted to refuse? We wanted to refuse fear. So right off the bat, isn't that amazing when you look at what characterizes this past year? I don't know if any two words describe it more than isolation and fear. Wouldn't you agree with that? I know in my own life, I felt isolated more in this past year than I ever have. And I faced more fear than I ever have. 
I face more fear in the midst of the unknown because we haven't known anything of what to do so much of the time. But we decided as a church, we're going to trust God. And I'm so thankful that he has come through. So those are the first two. Very interesting. Here was our third that we looked at last year. Let's be bold in how we include others. So we want to team together. Uh, We want to trust God in the middle of the unknown. But we also want to include part of our calling as a church, again, is to be bold. But we also do not exist to be a tight-knit circle that is closed. We actually exist as a church to continually invite people in to experience the refreshing life found in Jesus. There is this inclusivity to Christianity where we want to say to everyone, for all who decide you can follow Jesus, no matter your past, no matter your background, no matter your family, no matter your history, no matter where you're headed, you can decide right here and right now to follow Jesus. And along the way, you can actually investigate what that means. You can ask questions. And we want to be a church where people can come from all sorts of backgrounds, no matter where they are, to begin to learn what it means to follow Jesus. And then when people are ready to decide to follow him with their whole heart. But for that to happen, the church has to commit to being inclusive. And so we decided this past year, 2020, was going to be something that we wanted to really include others. And here was our statement. We're welcoming and we refuse seclusion. So seclusion is this idea of it's a little bit different than isolation. Isolation is I kind of remove myself and maybe my family from everyone else. Seclusion is as a group, again, we, it's what maybe a click is. Seclusion is we're, we're secluding, we're, we're just gathering in our, our tight-knit huddle and people can't really come in. Well, as a church, we, we want to move against that. We want to actually reject that. We don't want to seclude. We, we want to include. We want people to feel welcome. And it's been really fun to see how God has done that this past year. So teaming together, trusting God with the unknown, welcoming and including others. Those are the three main kairos. And there was one more. Let's get into that. Number four, let's be bold as we invest and invite. So now we need to choose boldness to actually share Christ with others. Again, 2020 had all sorts of opportunities to trust God. But one of the main things is even as a church, how do we help people come to know Christ when it's hard to to communicate or it's hard for people to come to things or there's all sorts of barriers, there's obstacles, there's, there's fears, there's concerns, all sorts of unknown. But the heart of the mission as the church can never go away, no matter the environment, no matter the circumstance. We always have to be ready to share the hope found in Jesus. And that's why the welcoming and including is so important. So we can get to the point as people come around, they can see and hear about the hope and the good news of Jesus. The fact that we can turn from our independence, we can turn from our own way, and we can turn around and we can get on a new path to following Christ. So there's this boldness that we want to continue to share Christ with people. Now, for 2020, we had all sorts of events to happen to enable that. Easter was one of them. Right when the pandemic hit, we had planned all sorts of Easter events. We had 5,000 door hangers printed already. We had an Easter egg hunt that we were going to do, and none of that happened. So investing and inviting looked differently. Even this past week, as we celebrated our family Christmas service, that was different than we'd ever done. We did it outdoors. We did it in a different location than we had ever done before. But then even online and all that we've done, we've seen people come to Christ 
Because no matter the circumstance or the environment, we still have to commit to investing, inviting in others. Some of the time that could be on Zoom, some of the time that, that was in person. And here was the statement, we're expanding and we refuse to be silent. The church should always be expanding. And this isn't just about numerical growth, but the expansion is we always need to make sure we're not just comfortable staying in what we like or staying with what's comfortable and convenient for us. As a church, we have to continue to expand, to reach new people in new ways. And certainly in 2020, we had an opportunity to do that. So just take a moment. Let me just read these again. We're cohesive and we refuse isolation. This was our statement. We're proactive and we refuse fear. We're welcoming and we refuse seclusion. And we're expanding and we refuse to be silent. Again, this was the Kairos of 2020 that we kind of prayed for and worked towards at the end of 2019. Isn't that amazing when you think that God had kind of put this stuff together through prayer and through where we were as a church to really prepare us to make the most of this year? And so I want to ask the question, and it's very important, as we look back at our Kairos, the opportunities, those marks in time where we had to trust God, how has God come through? Think in your own life. As we look back, what's so important is for you to reflect. So even right now, will you reflect? How has God come through for you? Some of the things you want to think about is, did God provide a person at just the right time to encourage you? Did God give you a scripture at just the right time that just was the truth that you needed to hear? Did God allow you to get involved in something at Ridgeview that, that really was a blessing to you? Maybe you're new to Ridgeview and you weren't this past year and you could say, well, God came through. He provided this church at just the right time in this year that was very difficult. For some of you, maybe you've been a part of Ridgeview, but you had no idea of how that would help and God used the community in the middle of this year to bless you. Maybe you were sick and you experienced healing. How has God come through? Maybe your finances were in dire straits and it's still a struggle, but you've seen God provide. How has God come through? Maybe you've extended yourself and you've been giving to the church, maybe for the first time. And God has come through by providing, even when you've extended yourself. And that's what, what faith is. How has God come through for you? Take the time. Look back. Look back 2020 and ask that question. That's certainly something that we need to take time to do. As we look at the December 27th, we have a few days left of this year. And I know there's so much anticipation, like we can't wait to get to 2021. But we cannot miss an opportunity, a kairos, to thank God, to recognize all the ways that he's come through. So what I want to do right now is I just want to share just kind of a collage of events and pictures uh, to show you how God has come through for us as a church. And as you see that these pictures I want that to, to fill you with just the gratitude of God's grace, the thankfulness of the community that he's building here at Ridgeview. And so how have we been able to team together? Here's some pictures from our anniversary service. That, this was February. This was a month before COVID hit. But we got to celebrate our one-year anniversary as a church. We were teaming together. 
We've also been able to team together uh, with people serving on Sundays, and you see pictures of family serving and men serving and women serving, younger and older, and us teaming together as a church in numerous ways to serve the church, to serve each other, to serve the community. How have we been able to trust God with the unknown? Well, certainly there was so much that happened that we had no idea. So much of 2020 was unknown. We were week to week. Our planning was very short-term versus long-term. And here were just some, some things, and you'll see some pics of this. Well, we, we created an online service for the first time on March 12th. We knew that we were going to have to go online. And March 15th, that Sunday, uh, we became an online church. We created an online community, and we had so many people working behind the scenes. We had to decide how do we serve families by helping them as they have their kids on at home and uh, created the webpage for that and resources. And then as things began to open up, uh, even the, the unknown of uh, worship at the park, church at the park, and then doing groups on Zoom, doing groups in person, so many, so many things that, that we've never done before. But we had to trust God because we knew that we still had to be the church. We still needed to do what he had called us to do. As you look at those pictures, like, wow, God has come through. And then how have we been able to include others? Well, we, we still were able to have events. We had some events online whether it was a kid's own event or uh, events where we were just connecting and encouraging each other, uh, prayer nights that we had together. Uh, these were ways that we needed to really include and make sure that we were staying connected. And then we've also recently had events in person, whether it's our kid's own events or, or student ministry events, to really have our young people, again, leave isolation to connect. Our kids and our, our students, they, they need friendships. They need to be building community just, just like we do. And more recently, even this month, we, we had our men's breakfast where men could come together outside and really focus on what it means to be men together. How do we band together? And we could include others in that. And then the women's ornament exchange, women were included and in, again, leaving our isolation to, to connect. And then finally, what are some ways that we were able to invest and invite? And even just recently, we did our outdoor family Christmas service. And you can see pictures of that event, all the people working together and the different people of the community that we were able to meet and encourage and help them take a next step uh, towards Jesus. And so I just want to highlight all of these things. As you see these pictures, thank you, God, for all that you have done. As we look back, we can praise God for all he has done. That's the point of looking back. We can look back and say, God, Thank you so much. You are good. You were with us. You've helped us. You've given us the strength that we needed to move on. I want to give you a a scripture uh, to hold on to as we look back. Because the scripture reminds us of what's happened. And then also, it does prepare us for the new year. And it's found in the book of Hebrews, uh, verses uh, 35 and 39 of chapter 10. And this is what it says. I'm going to read it, and then I just want to talk about it a little bit. It says, therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come and will not delay. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. The beginning says, therefore, and anytime you see the word therefore, 
in any book, in any writing, but especially scripture, you want to look back and see why it's there. Okay, well, what, why is that word there? Well, in the verses leading up to it, it's talking about these people in the, the church that, that were new Christians and they had experienced the light. You know, when you become a Christian, you move from darkness into light. And so he says, you have this, this confidence because you were somebody who was in the darkness, but you've been saved into God's glorious light. You, you now are, are saved from your sin. You're saved from your rebellion. You have a fresh start. You're a new creation, as the scriptures say. So the writer in Hebrews saying is don't throw away this confidence that you have that it's not too late for you. Don't throw away your confidence that God's come through because as they became Christians, what also happened is they experienced persecution and suffering in a brand new way. In the biblical times in the New Testament, as people were becoming Christians, a lot were, were martyred for their faith. A lot were pressured by their families because who would follow Christ? He was mocked. They, they killed him and crucified him. And so many were saved, but many rejected him as well. And so it was this pressure cooker of, of suffering and hardship. And so the writer of Hebrews is saying, don't forget your confidence. God is with you. The one who brought you into this light, he's going to lead you forward in this light. And he's saying it has a great reward. What has a great reward? When you decide to follow God, even in the most difficult of times, when you stay in the faith and trust God will come through for you, you're connecting with God, you have a relationship with God, and this relationship goes on to eternity. You ever thought about that? Every investment that you make in your relationship with God is an investment in eternity. Because God doesn't end. He's eternal. So as you relate to him, as you spend time in the word with him, as you pray and you ask him for help, you seek his direction, you follow him, you do what he says, you are investing in an eternal relationship. It does not end. It continues forever. And there is a great reward, meaning that you have a treasure that will not fade. It doesn't burn. It doesn't destroy. It doesn't break. It's an investment in almighty God. And you have confidence that he's going to come through. And the writer says, you you have need of endurance. And so I just want to encourage all of us. I think 2020 has been a a year of endurance. We've we've needed it. But 2021, we're going to still continue to need it. It's not going to be a magical key. We're at midnight. All of a sudden, it's 2021. It's like, wow, all the problems are gone. Everything's been restored. Actually, it's still going to be struggles. Why? Because I'm still here. And I still have my own issues. And so do you. And so does the world. We're still broken. We're still in need of of help. And so unraveling is going to continue to happen. So we still need to have endurance. But notice that it goes on so that when you've done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. So you've got to continue in the middle of the hard things as we gear up for this next year. We can praise God for all that he's done, but we still have to have confidence and faith that choosing his way is the best way. It will give us the reward that will not fade, that will not tarnish. And then the promise, yet a little while and the coming one will come and will not delay. God is near and close. He has been this last year. He will continue to be. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And the writer is just saying, whatever you're facing, you, you know you've had to choose faith. It's been very difficult with all the pressures you face. And he's just saying, you're gonna continue to do that. And for us as a church, and for us in our families, and for us in our individual lives, we can never get around faith. 
I don't know about you, I wish sometimes it wasn't about faith. It was just about what I could see, something I could count on, something that I knew would happen. But we cannot predict the future. So anytime we talk about faith, you have to talk about the future because we don't know what it's going to hold. So because you can't predict it, you, you have to have faith. You don't know what's going to happen. You have no control. You have no power as it relates to the future. So as we look back, we have a confidence of how much God's come through. But then as we begin to look ahead, we can't move past faith. The righteous will always live by faith. We live by faith and not by sight. And we have faith in the one, again, who's eternal, who's given us a confidence because he's come through for us. So as we look back and we see the ways God come through, that's a track record. That's like this, this, this journal, this book of all the ways God has provided. And we're supposed to open that. We're supposed to look at it and say, yes, God. As you look at these experiences, yes, God, you, you have come through. And then it ends with, with really this, this encouragement, this challenge. The righteous, we live by faith. But also, we are not the people who shrink back. Meaning, we get into fear again, we get into the unknown, and we take the step back. It's, it's this idea of we just kind of begin to do what we want to do. That happens again and again in history. It's happened again and again in the scripture. People move forward in faith, and then life begins to get hard again, and we, we turn away from God. We turn to what's comfortable. We turn to what we know, and that always happens. We get to the point where, man, we have a real opportunity to learn and grow faith in a brand new way. And the pressure comes, the pressure comes. We need endurance, we need endurance. But, oh, it's just easier to just default back. I know I've experienced that in my life so many times. Like, God's giving me, just putting me on the edge of what's promised. Like, the promised land. I can see it. And God says, well, take the step forward in faith. I'm like, but I, I want to stay here. And I miss new opportunities to trust God. I miss new blessings. So the writer is saying, don't be like those who shrink back, who turn in fear, who turn to what's comfortable, who turn to what's convenient. Instead, instead, be the ones who have faith and can preserve their souls. There's this idea of like, you have this confidence. And when you trust God in a new way, your confidence grows. And when you trust God in a new way, your confidence grows. And so what the writer of Hebrews is saying is, when you get to the point that you keep moving forward in faith, no matter what you face, you now have a confidence that's not based on your own life or your own understanding, intelligence, your wherewithal. You now have a confidence that's based, again, on an eternal God. A confidence that cannot be broken. You can't shrink back from it because you've seen again and again God will come through. So this idea of like, no matter what we face, we can trust God. No matter what we face, God will come through. As I look back on this year and I gear up for the new one, I need to be reminded of that. The confidence that we can have in God and God alone the fact that we need to stay close to faith and not sight. Knowing that, that fears will come, controls are going to come, independence are going to come, we have to kind of fight back. We have to fight with, no, I have to trust God. I have to do what he says. So here's my encouragement. Let's move towards 2021 in faith and confidence together. God has come through for you. He's come through for me. He's come through for our church in ways we can't not even fathom. And so I praise God for that. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. We trust you. We love you. We just can't.
can't even fathom all the ways that you've helped us. So as we face a new year, all we need to do is just take a little look back and say, wow, God, you were good. Doesn't mean I didn't struggle. Doesn't mean I didn't have hard times. Doesn't mean I maybe even doubted God. But as I look back, as I really begin to ask questions of all the ways that God has helped, you begin to really take inventory. You can have this confidence. So as a church, 2021 is going to have its own challenges. It's going to have its own kairos and opportunities, just like this past year did. But let's move in faith and confidence together. It's been such a blessing to be your pastor this past year. Thank you for all the ways that you've followed well. You've pulled in. You've taken risks to trust God in new ways. I'm so proud of you, the ways that you've extended yourselves. I'm so blessed to be in this community, to see what God is doing, and I I hope you feel the same way. So as we close out this year, just like we do every Sunday, let's talk through some next steps. The first, thank God for his provision for this past year. I I mentioned even like a journal, uh, and that's kind of just like a picture of, of how you can remember, but I encourage you, what if you just jot down in the days left of this year the ways that God's come through? What are the things that you can thank him for? What are the things that you faced and he brought you on the other side of? Just jot those down. And if you can, just go back, like start with January of 2020 and keep going and see how far you can get and just thank him. So as you write a thought, just thank him for that. God, thank you for healing me when I was sick. Maybe you you were sick for a period of time or thank you for your provision when I wasn't sure how ends were gonna meet and just begin to jot those down and then turn those into prayers. Second, Ask God in prayer. To ask God, it means you, you pray uh, for the strength you'll need in 2021. God, please give me strength to not shrink back. As I face the unknown again, as I, I face things that might be overwhelming, help me to trust you. And so just begin to pray. The days that we have left, God, give me strength for this next year to choose faith, to have confidence in you and you alone. And then last, this is just a great way to gear up for the new year, attend the new year hike that we have coming up this next Saturday. It's good to get out, get outdoors, get some vitamin D, get some sun. And every year we've done this as a church, just a new year hike. Great way to connect and catch up. Maybe we haven't seen each other because of the holidays. And so just on your connection card that Joel mentioned filling out, uh, put that on there. Just make that a next step and we'll give you the details for that. And we hope to see you out for that hike. So let's pray together. Again, so thankful for the ways that God has come through this past year, and I can't wait to see what 2021 holds. Let's pray. Father, we, we just are amazed. We are amazed at all that you have done for us as we look back at our opportunities that we saw even before the year happened to trust you with the unknown, to include others, to invest and invite, and to refuse isolation, all of these things have, that summarized what this year has been. And so thank you, God, for your word that's helped us in the middle of our lives. It's helped us as we face challenges. We, we praise your name. Thank you for your provision, your grace, your mercy. Thank you for giving us wisdom in the middle of the unknown and for giving us help when we didn't know what to do and for coming through again and again. I can honestly say we are stronger now than we were one year ago. And that is only because of your grace. 
And so I thank you, Father, for being our gracious Daddy who has given us every single thing that we've needed. As we gear up for this new year, God, give us strength and strengthen our faith in new ways. As we continue on the adventure that you have for us as individuals and that you have for us as a church. We thank you, God, and we praise your name. And we pray this in the name of your precious son, Jesus Christ. Amen.